0: Hello, everyone. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know that um my very, very beloved workshop, The To-Do List Makeover, is coming back mid-May. And if you would like to join me to... Really hone in on your priorities, understand a super humane, deliciously repeatable, very flexible framework for getting more done without sacrificing yourself or your self care. Please join me. You can find out more at maraglatsal.com backslash two hyphen do. Uh, and, you know, we're talking a little bit about, about this in today's podcast because I'm here recording this at the tail end of April break. And last week I was live in my TEND community talking about kind of how to navigate getting things done um, (laughs) between people, uh, with a family, in a house, uh, how to get things done with other humans. So in the List Makeover, we talk a lot about how to get things done, managing yourself and figuring out what your priorities are. Making a to do list that's sustainable. Um, but this is the piece beyond it. So, this is like once you know what your priorities are, um, once you know what needs to be done, how do you or do you share responsibilities with the other people that you share your life with? So, you know, this could be the people that you live in your home with or people that you share, you know, responsibilities with in some way. Um, You know, for me, it's myself, my partner, uh, our two daughters who are four and one, and our puppy who is four months old. And this conversation, um, or this this strategy that I'm going to share with you really comes out of (laughs) a lot of my own broiling anger and resentment and feeling as though I was the only one who was responsible for all of the emotional labor in the home, um, the the mental load of making sure that we had all of the things that we needed, that everyone's schedules were taken care of. Um, I'm the person who remembers the dates. And, you know who just like holds the structure and makes everything happen. And there was a time in my life, not that long ago, where I was really freaking pissed off (laughs) about about how much I was doing and feeling super undervalued and, and resentful, right? So all of these feelings, first of all, totally normal. I really just want to say that. And second of all, these feelings are neon signs to you that your boundaries are being crossed somewhere. And, you know, a lot of times this isn't that we have verbally set a boundary and it's being crossed, but instead we, you know, we've abandoned ourselves. We haven't, Asked for what we needed. We've assumed that everything is our responsibility or that's what it means to be good. Um, you know, for me, I identify as a wife, as a mother. So, you know, what it means to be a good wife, what it means to be a good mother. And the social conditioning that we're raised with about um, the kinds of things that women and femmes and those of us who are socialized as girls. Uh, are, are, you know, are, are raised with, right? It's like it, are, it's braided into our experience from childhood that that's the expectation. And, you know, that's, that's the patriarchy, right? Uh, and that social conditioning runs really deep. And so we carry that obviously into adulthood and part of what happens between, um, Humans who are in relationship with one another is if we're not having explicit conversations about who is going to take care of what and how we feel about it, then there's plenty of room for assumptions or secret resentments or, you know, frustration. That whole, like, if they loved me, they would read my mind. If they loved me, they would just know what I need. Um, All of that romantic comedy bullshit, that is a total setup. Uh, it's a total setup, right? That does, that is not love. Um, you know, you're, the people in your life, uh, need to be told what you need. Expecting them to just know what you need or, or believing that them just knowing what you need equals love is a setup and is an unfair expectation. So instead, I want to talk about how we collaborate with the people in our lives to make sure that things are being handled, that responsibilities are being shared, and in a way that, you know, everybody feels pretty good about it. So that doesn't mean that it's perfectly even. Um, You know, there's so many different things that go into this. Some of us work, some of us don't, some of us work more than others. Um, You know, some of us, like, for example, when I was breastfeeding my children, I did more of the direct parenting because I had to, um, because that was, you know, I was like the food source. So uh, there, there are tons of things that go into these negotiations. So I'm not saying that we, our goal here is that some kind of perfect sharing of responsibilities, but instead that it is an agreement between the people um, who are, are coming together for this collaboration that everybody feels pretty good about. And also that it's not something we do once and then put on a shelf forever, that this is a living, breathing thing that we are checking in about and talking about. So I have created, because this is my my vibe. <laughs> Absolutely. I have created a, um, sheet of paper that has Monday through Friday and then a spot for the weekend and on in, in columns and on each day, everything that needs to be done for the house so, you know, that includes the puppy gets walked in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, both kids get dropped off at separate schools. Their lunches need to be made. You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner need to be made. Um, dishes need to be done. The house needs to be, like, picked up of all of their stuff. Uh, you know, over the course of the week, bathrooms need to be cleaned. Laundry needs to be washed and folded. The floors need to be vacuumed. Um We live in a town that doesn't have, uh, trash service. So we have to take our, our trash to the dump. The bills need to be paid. Um, the groceries, you know, in the pandemic need to be ordered, uh, or, or somebody needs to go to the grocery store depending on, you know, the, the safety level at the moment. Um, you know, the bags, the, the bags need to be packed. They need to be unpacked. Uh, bath, baths need to be given. Uh, bedtimes need to be done. So, you know, I, I, I literally write down every single thing that needs to be done over the course of the day. And I also have a little spot in the bottom for other, for like things that crop up that aren't on an average day, but need to be done that day or that week. And I include things that I do automatically in my mind, like know that the diapers need to be ordered, know that one of my kid's best friend's birthday is coming up and a present, you know, needs to be gotten and, you know, whatever. Um, teacher appreciation day, <laughs> uh, you know, all of, these, all of these sorts of things, right? The things that my brain kind of automatically does. Um, that I've been conditioned to carry. Uh, And, you know, make sure that everything's written down on the page. And this is a little bit, it might feel a little bit ridiculous. Like, do I need to write down every single thing? But the answer is yes. Because only when we have a full picture of all of the responsibilities on the table, and these responsibilities will, of course, vary hugely from house to house, um, but only in community to community, only when we have everything on the table, are we really able to, first of all, understand what's being done um, and and to divvy it up in a way that feels good. Because what I find most often is that 80% of what will be written down is being done by one person. Usually the um, mother the uh, femme, the woman, the girl, the, the, you know, the person who was socialized as a girl, uh, you know, of course we grow into, you know, there's a a complex galaxy of gender identities, but you know, this really, this, it, it sprouts from this socialization. So those of us who are socialized as girls to, you know, and, and anticipated to grow into women, right. No matter how we identify now. And, that that person in the relationship is doing most of the things and doing it kind of quietly. Um, you know, I always joke, which is not at all funny, uh, that, that, you know, and people don't notice when I'm doing my job. Um, My job at home, meaning Um, they only notice when I, you know, fail on the job, right? So, you know, say, for example, there was no health insurance all of a sudden, right? Like, nobody notices that I've that I have ascertained the health insurance for the last 10 years and made sure that, you know, it's exactly what we need with the deductibles, you know, that we're able to go to the doctors that we go to and all of that kind of stuff, right? Like, nobody Notices necessarily that I'm doing all of that labor, uh, but they would if for some reason there was no health insurance and we needed it. And so is the case with a lot of emotional or mental labor that it's being done and it's only really noticed when there's some kind of hiccup or, you know, it doesn't happen. And so it's tricky because a lot of times if one person is taking most of the labor on and the other person is receiving it but not knowing what's being done, it automatically sets up this this weird vibe between them where, you know, one person's feeling resentful because they're not being appreciated and the other person couldn't possibly appreciate them because they have no idea actually what's being done. So, part of putting everything down on the page really helps to make sure that you know both people in the relationship or the the you know multiple people in the household um, understand like the full picture of what needs to happen and that's really important from a perspective of valuing and appreciating what one another are putting into energetically um, what they're making happen in the relationship. Right. So, you know, if you're feeling pissed that your partner doesn't appreciate you, but they have no idea because you're doing everything quietly, um, you know, without conversation or they, they quite literally don't know what you're doing on a daily basis, then it's really hard for them to appreciate you. So instead of having that positive experience of being appreciated, you're only having that negative experience of what happens when something goes wrong. And so, you know, that like broils up into that anger and resentment of like, oh, you know, I'm doing so much right all of the time. I missed one thing. And that's the thing that you're going to perseverate on. Like, are you kidding me? And that's also the reason why, you know, those of us who are doing the majority of the labor um, feel like there's no time and space for us to meet our needs because, (laughs) you know, if there's no um if we're not asking for help if we're not sharing in the responsibilities with the other people in our lives um then you know there there is no time and space for that and of course you know we all have different configurations for this some of us are you know single parents who um, sharing responsibilities with friends or, you know, have people who are taking care of her. Cause right. So like there are different configurations of this. So depending on who the people are that you are in relationship with, and you are sharing responsibilities with, um, this is about figuring out with them who is responsible for what and when. So that, you don't continue holding on to all of the things all of the time, so once you have everything down on paper, then you have an opportunity to sit and discuss who's gonna do what uh this is a conversation I like to have both weekly and also daily. I don't like to it to be a long conversation necessarily. But instead it's a a way to touch base and to say, okay, you know, here are the things on the, our plate this week. And, um, you know, I, I have this piece of paper that I photocopy and we just go through with two different highlighters and highlight all of the stuff. And, you know, my partner and I, well, we both work from home. Um, also, you know, in this pandemic context, we're both here a ton. So, you know, we are able to share a lot of the responsibilities. Like one of us will take the puppy for a walk in the morning and the other person will get the kids ready. One of us will wash the dishes at night and the other one will give the kids a bath. Um, we share in things like that, uh, because, you know, that's what works for us. And that's what works for me. Um, you know, I can only speak for myself, right? She's not here. So, you know, that is, that's, that's my preference is that we are sharing in the things. Now, there are definitely things in our life where you know, we each sort of have our wheelhouse. So I mentioned that I do the bulk of the bills, the, the paperwork, the, you know, we're refinancing our mortgage right now. That's my wheelhouse dealing with getting dental insurance. That's my wheelhouse. Like I do the, I keep, um, the files of all of our stuff. I pay all of our bills every month. Um, i just have like a knack for paperwork. I get all of our stuff ready for taxes for both of our businesses and also for our, our home life. Um, I am the person in the house that does that piece. I also make sure that anything that we order or have a subscription on like the kids' diapers or, you know, we get a lot of our pantry stuff from Thrive Market. Um, you know, I, we we live like way out on the tip of Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And so, um, you know, to get to, there's a grocery store here, but to get to more things, uh, it's, you know, at least a 45 minute to an hour drive. So we get a lot of things delivered to us and I'm like largely responsible for the, those things. Cookie is responsible for, um, a lot of the stuff outside. She's like a much better gardener than me. Um, she's, She cares more about house projects. She does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, She takes the stuff, the, the trash and recycling to the transfer station. So, you know, I share this because there are things that beyond the daily, like who's packing the lunch, who's making the coffee, who's making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, who's cleaning up the dishes. Beyond those conversations, there are things that we have sort of long, you know, we've been together for 13 years. So over the course of time, it's like, this is sort of the stuff that you do. This is sort of the stuff that I do. But I will say that we often have to renegotiate some of that, particularly when we notice like, hey, I'm feeling annoyed. You know, I'm feeling, I need, I need something in this area, so, you know, for example, now that both of our businesses are bigger and we have two kids, our t- getting prepared for our taxes is like a much larger operation than it than it was five years ago. And so, you know, it's not something that I can do at night while I'm watching TV after being with the kids all day. I'm I'm, you know, fried and exhausted. And I was noticing this year that doing it that way was the idea of it was just making me so mad. So I really checked in with myself around that and thought, you know, is it that I don't want to be responsible for this anymore? That wasn't it. Um, But what was it was I wanted time in the morning, the bright light of day to sit down with all of my stuff and be able to listen to music and get everything together um, without having to, to multitask that, you know, it felt I was stressed about feeling like I was doing something that was so important, like, you know, financial paperwork when I was so tired. And so instead, what I needed to ask for there was time and space for her to take care of the kids so that, you know, during the bright light of day, when my my brain is at its best, I could have a couple of hours to get us our stuff ready for the taxes. So, you know, I share that because it's not that these things don't change. This is a continued conversation you know it um depending on the season, depending on what time of you know whatever whatever might be happening in our lives, whatever personal circumstances we might be coming up against, um, you know depending on each person's priorities, it is really tricky. Na- navigating and negotiating um, personal priorities with other people, right? Because you may not have the same priorities. And so, you know, for me, my number one priority above anything getting done, above anything being cleaned, above anything being organized or any projects or anything like that, you know, my priority is that everybody in the house, that their, you know, emotional, mental, and emotional well being is well tended to. That's my number one priority. So, you know, if the dishes are in the sink for a week and a half, but everybody's happy, like I'm good with that. Uh, But let's just say my partner does not feel the same. (laughs) Not that she doesn't want everyone to be happy. She does. Um, But she wants those dishes to be washed like yesterday uh, or right now, preferably. So, you know, and that's great right? That's great. So that becomes a part of the conversation, what each of our priorities are and how we navigate what we're taking on as a unit. And this is the piece that we do talk about a lot in the to-do list makeover. If you decide to join us, like what are our priorities and, you know, how can I really clarify and bear down to, this is the, um, you know, The part in the 2 makeover that always makes everyone groan, where I ask them to pare all the way down to one priority for the season ahead. And it isn't that you're only going to get one thing done for the season, but I think it's really important for each and every one of us to understand and be, feel super clear about what it is that we, um, you know, either by desire or circumstance are prioritizing right now. And some of that relates to the seasonality of our lives. You know, I am reporting to you live from a, a tough season in my life. You know, I have two really young kids. Um, I'm quite frankly exhausted after this year of pandemic, working, parenting, you know, all of the things, managing my own anxiety, all of the things. And, um, this season where, you know, (laughs) nobody sleeps through the night, uh, I'm always exhausted. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, and also I'm doing some of the best work of my life. You know, what I am showing up for and pulling off in a professional capacity, I am just so into and so excited by, and my appetite for my ambition is huge, um, but I'm limited. I'm limited by the season of life that I'm in. I, I quite literally cannot work as much as I would want to. And again, you know, I have to go back to that priority. What are my priorities? Well, my priority are is you know the emotional well-being and health of everybody in my house and when your kids have been sick on and off for the last 6 weeks and you know schools are closing and opening for covid related stuff and there's just like stuff going down everywhere around you you're going to get less done and it's so important as we're thinking about this, as we're navigating these conversations that really honoring those, those, um, feelings that show up, you know, I am so frustrated so often about how little is possible or how slow my growth is on something, you know, um, my partner and I might have a project in mind that we really want to get done in our house, but you know, if I'm really honest with myself, I know that's at least 6 months out, even if it's small, because I am uh like not at capacity, but like deliciously at capacity. I am doing as much as I want to do on a daily basis right now, just living. So just making sure that the lunches are made and the kids are bathed and the dishes are done and the puppies walked, like that's it, right? Other than keeping my, um, you know, I run two programs, TEND, which is a nine-month program about getting your needs met, identifying, honoring, and advocating for your needs, and CYCLE, which is a year-long program, uh, membership community that supports you in getting the things that you want to get done, done without sacrificing yourself or your self-care. And that's where my energy's been, you know. I haven't been writing newsletters much as I would like to. My social media um, presence has been <laughs> intermittent at best, uh, you know. But but this is the reality of the conversation. We can do lots of things, but we cannot do everything. And so, as we're having these negotiations, it's so important and so powerful to honor. Hey, this is the season of life that we're in you know, six months from now, my daughter's going to kindergarten, my other daughter's going to be in full-time daycare, and that's going to be a totally different scene in my house, uh, in my business. Um, And, you know, of course, as my kids get older, they're going to sleep more reliably. reliably. That's going to be a totally different scene. So it's really important that we honor the seasons of life that we are in while we are having these conversations, because you, you do not, none, none of us have this like a perfect high vibe, uh, you know, bright, shiny energy, um, perfect set of circumstances that are static 24, seven, 365 days a year. That's just not the reality of our lives. We have phases and seasons and, um, Part of figuring out how to enjoy and relax into the season of life that you are in is acknowledging the circumstances that are there for you, right? And making decisions based on that knowledge. So those are my plugs for how to really have these conversations. I think that it's so important that we are honest about our needs and our relationships, um, that we that we figure out how to share responsibilities with the other people that we are um, living with. And that all starts with being honest about everything that we're doing and, and what we need help with. And this is vulnerable work, but um, there's so much freedom here too. And I'm not going to say that this, this always goes perfectly over here. Uh, we do a fair amount of kicking and screaming and stomping and being angry that there isn't more time, that there isn't more energy, that, you know, we can't have everything that we want and need right now. Um, and that's okay too, right? That's part of the season of life that we're in. So, you know, if it feels like that to you, please know I'm not saying like, have <laughs> make your graph and then have these perfect conversations. Everything's going to be fine. Some of this will be crunchy. Some of it will be uncomfortable. And um, I totally trust in your ability to do hard things and to tolerate your own discomfort and it's worth it. All right. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com to sign yourself up for a Revive, a gorgeously free five-day course chock full of real self-care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week and as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.